Hi there, episode 483, Conversations with Strangers. What a great title for an episode, don't you think? Sounds like the name of a movie. And I will not share all the wonderful conversations I've had with strangers, because I've barely had any. It's usually the people I'm with that initiate them. People that are less worried about what others might think. People that are more open to others. People that are seeking true human connection. Apparently, that's not me. Because I hesitate to reach out to strangers. I may say hello or good morning or how's it going. The conventional platitudes come easily out of my mouth. I've practiced them enough. But I rarely take the time to get to know someone I don't know if I don't have to. The few times I've done so, I've had quite some surprising outcomes. And this is why my advice today is genuine and straightforward. Start conversations with strangers. Don't wait for them to start. Don't try to dodge the conversations. Just initiate them. I will dazzle you with two recent stories to support my recommendations so that you believe me. I don't have a lot of examples, but I have two very good ones and recent ones. For the first one, I can pat myself on the back. I don't have many, but this is the second instance where I found a climbing partner because I spoke to a stranger. A while ago, I shared with you how I found my first outdoor climbing partner who became also my mentor and taught me everything I now know. In the last couple of months, I have been considering climbing in the gym to build some strength and challenge myself on harder routes, but I don't have anyone to climb with here in Oakland, and this held me back from going. My current outdoor partner lives in San Jose, which is too far to meet up on a weeknight. But then we met two guys while climbing in Tahoe a few weekends ago. It was one of those mornings where we arrived at the crack early, but my partner kept insisting that the route we were planning to climb was further to the right. Well, this time I was right, because I'd been there before. I walked to the left, but at the same time two guys came up and beat us by seconds to the route. They were nice, and we ended up chatting together. We met them again later in the day at the second route we were both climbing, and this one had a very difficult traverse. I was leading, and when I saw one of them hesitating for a long time on that section, I got a little nervous. By the time I came up, they were sitting on a ledge that was just after the challenging traverse, and what I didn't know was that they were filming me as I climbed the traverse. I did fine on that section, and I think they were quite surprised by that. I gave them my email address so that they could send me the video, which one of them did the next day, and he lives in San Francisco. The following week, we met at a climbing gym in the city to climb. This has now turned into a weekly routine. Every Thursday, we climb. I found a climbing partner, again, because I chatted. Because I was nice and open and friendly. While my climbing partner was all quiet and probably unhappy because I was right about the route, I was friendly with two strangers. I didn't have a goal in mind. I just wanted the video they captured of me. I had considered a climbing gym, but certainly not in San Francisco, which is out of my way. But because I was friendly, and probably also because I impressed them with my fearless transition on that traverse, I now have a gym climbing partner. And sometimes he has another friend there when we climb, introducing me 
to even more climbers. Being nice to strangers pays off. Even if you part ways and never see each other again, you have nothing to lose, only to gain. You learn about someone's ideas and perspective, which can change the way you look at the world. Maybe you get to help someone in need. Here is my second example. Watch for the ripple effect in that one. This past weekend, I was in Yosemite for Labor Day weekend with my first climbing partner. He flew in from out of town and we had some great climbs planned. On the first day, we climbed Tanaya Peak in a record time of five hours, car to car. We free soloed 11 pitches and only roped up on the 12th pitch. My climbing partner is a very talkative guy. And he loves teaching and educating others about safe climbing methods. On our way up, we passed a couple of young guys that were climbing on a rope. As a side note, I felt pretty good about passing them. Usually people pass us, especially those youngins. They're faster and more fearless. But these two were new to climbing. And as we passed them, we learned that one of them was turning 25 that day. And his goal was to climb 25 pitches that day. We met them again later on the summit, where we took pictures of each other. And then my partner invited them to hike down together because he knew the route and knows that it's easy to get lost. When we arrived at our cars, our birthday friend was hoping to meet another climbing partner who would take him to another climb so he can reach his birthday goal. He was pretty tired. He started the day at midnight to ensure he gets his goal completed. So they made coffee and we joined them and sat there with them. I would have liked to climb something else. It was only noon. But my climbing partner said we should relax and gather energy for the next day. So when his next climbing partner arrived, a super nice woman, we joined him to watch them climb. This turned out to be helpful because the next day we were too tired to climb the long route we had planned. And I instead got to lead the route that we watched the day before. I now had a very good picture of the different pitches. Most of the route was visible from the parking lot where we stood. The next day, after I finished leading that route, we went for a swim in Tanaya Lake. And who did we meet? The girl who climbed with the birthday boy the day before. She and her friend also went swimming. And I, as we were swimming, casually asked them where they are staying. She immediately offered us room at her campsite, which was just what we needed. We realized that afternoon that we had a limited supply of gas left in the van from driving back and forth all day between our sleeping place, the climb, the store for ice cream, and then the lake. And the next morning, we wanted to summit Cathedral Peak, which is very close to the campsite. So this offer saved us a long trip out of the park that night and gained us a nice spot in the woods. All this happened because my climbing partner was friendly struck up a conversation with those boys and through them we met other people and got a campsite. Talking to strangers can bring unexpected surprises. The people we know will always tell us what we already know. They will do what we know because we know them. They are predictable. The surprises from those people are rare. Yet a stranger can bring magic into our life. Things you never even considered. Doors can suddenly open. Opportunities can arise. A problem we may have been lugging around can suddenly be resolved because we opened ourselves up to a different outcome. I'm going to be honest. 
There were many moments during that weekend where I was just waiting for my partner to finish his conversations with strangers. I wanted to go on with my plan, but I am slowly learning that I might be closing myself off to the magic of life that can take place when I don't stick to my plans so rigidly. A stranger is often a detour from the course, but instead of looking at it as a waste of time, we can look at it as a special opportunity to learn something new. Maybe there was a reason we ran into this person. Maybe they crossed our path to show us something, teach us something about ourselves. What if we look at it like that next time? I will certainly work on that because I have seen in my own life how generously it can pay off when I talk to strangers. Much love.